Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Weekly Scoop. I did an interview this week with uh, Aspen Eth. She's a content creator on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. So we talked about her reason to get into crypto and, and why she did it, uh, being a woman in crypto and, and the struggles that come with that. Uh, but also her bullish project she's on with NFT, her discovery of Bored Ape and... Yeah, she's in Board Ape. She was one of the original um, like investors in it. Um, she is going to school in London, so we'll get to see, learn about her journey there too. Uh, super excited just to unleash this learning experience on you guys and how it's never too late. If that's the theme of this episode, it's never too late to get into crypto. We are early, guys, so don't don't be scared. To invest. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsor, Zencaster. Uh, I really love this brand, guys. I really love what they do. I love working with them. Um, if you're looking to get your product in the hands of the people who love it, promoting it on podcast, like the Weekly Scoop, it's the best way to go about it, and it's the fastest growing advertising style in the world. It's four and a half more times more effective than just display ads nowadays so take that social media podcasting is revamping um how you get your information so if you're ready to step up your ad game the zencaster creator network has you covered um it's a great way to diversify your advertising budget with uh podcast advertising uh if your brand is already tapped into podcast ads uh stay tuned and learn more on why you should talk to zencaster's team today so with their new marketplace at Zencaster, your company or brand can negotiate directly with creators and collaborating with them to get the best bang for your advertising buck. But you can also build profitable long-term relationships as well. Uh, you can give your product the opportunity to reach a new audience as listeners are already engaged with the channel they love. And most importantly, Zencaster partners me with brands I have an authentic passion or interest in. So I know VinoVest is obviously one of my big uh, partnerships that I love because I love wine and I love investing. I mean, it's the probably one of the greatest combos of all time. Uh, our podcasts, you know, reach our dedicated listeners and, you know, it gives you a chance to connect with consumers in a way tr traditional advertising cannot. So work with me, please. If you're interested in sponsoring The Weekly Scoop, or have podcast ads for your business, please go to the link uh, in the description uh, for this episode or just go to zen.ai slash theweeklyscoop0. Fill out the contact info uh, so Zencaster can help you and bring your business story to life. And I want to be a part of that journey too. So that being said, guys, let's get after it. Alrighty, and welcome everyone. Happy, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you're listening to this. Um, I am here with a special guest. Her name is Aspen, and her TikTok goes by, is it Aspen ETH? Yeah, Aspen ETH. Aspen ETH. Um, and she is with us here just to talk about herself, um, how she, like, why she got into crypto, when she got into crypto, like, what excited her about it, and then also kind of get into 
uh, her content strategy on TikTok because I always mm-hmm. love marketing. So I always want to get to know how people get popular in TikTok because your your following base is growing. It looks like uh, you're up to how many followers? Um, I'm thinking around 1600, but I started like a month ago, a month and a half ago. That's awesome. That's, so, yeah. that's pretty quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I started out, uh, I think only, I think in January mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to get to 2000. So I had a really good, like thousand follower journey. Like it skyrocketed pretty quickly, but now I'm mm-hmm. like plateauing. So I'm like trying to figure no, yeah, out I get you. <laughs> how, how it all works. Content creation, I think is the hardest, um, thing to really like pursue every day. Cause they like oh, most yeah. marketing, like, you know, gurus or whatever, Gary V he talks about like posting three times a day and like all this stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to. <laughs> like, no, you know, yeah, you it's really to, difficult. You have, you have to, to put push, like your mind to it. Exactly. You have to push, yeah. push yourself forward. Um, is that what you're, are you posting three times a day? How many times do you post? Um, It kind of like varies. I've been like, so I'm currently in college. So I've been studying for exams. I have exams in a few weeks in a few weeks so I've kind of been not posting as much as I should but I always try to do like at least once a day and then at the most like do three times a day but if there is like a lot of stuff like going on in the space then I will like post more because mm-hmm. kind of my content kind of centers around like current events in the market like what's going on like who got exposed now like what's the new project everyone's buying so that's kind of what I like to focus on and I mean with the space like it does move pretty quickly but there are days where it's just kind of like everyone's like okay like what do we do like (laughs) what now so it kind of like varies since my content is based on like what's going on Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um you're in college what year are you yeah, so um, I'm a first year. I go to the London School of Economics, but I'm studying online. So everything's completely online. Oh. And um, I was a finance major, but I'm switching over to economics and management. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. London School of Economics. Yes. Goodness. <laughs> it's very, very difficult. But <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, what led you to that decision? I'm curious. Yeah, so... Um, Last year, I was studying at the University of Greenwich, which is a school in like Southeast London. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was studying media and communications, Mm -hmm. but during that time, like London was in lockdown, so everything was shut down. So I had a lot of free time. So that's kind of like when I started getting into like crypto and kind of like the world of finance. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like I love this so much. And like, I really love teaching people about it. Like, that's kind of, like, my main goal. Like, what I want to do in life is kind of teach people about crypto just because, I don't know, we're, we're so early, you know what yeah, I mean? We so really I'm are. like, oh, like, I need, I need everybody to know. And, of course, like, I don't, like, you probably have the same experience. Like, it's hard to get people interested. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Because they're like, oh, I'm too late or, like, oh, like, I don't get it. But it's kind of, like it's always moving like there's always opportunities so I decided to switch over to like a finance degree because I was like okay I know DeFi like I know that but if I want to teach people about it it'd be better to have like a basic understanding of like the traditional Mm -hmm. finance markets and then like apply that into my DeFi knowledge and then I was taking my finance courses and took an economics course and I was like oh like I like this a lot more (laughs) and I was like yeah, this, this this is what I like. This is what I like. Because I'm, I'm very much like, I don't know, like I'm not very much like a math person, which is ironic that I'm taking, um, I was doing a finance degree. Um, 
I'm very much kind of like a theory. Like I like like learning about like past events and like right. the way markets move and stuff like that. And so I think that's really interesting and it also like kind of helped me more in the crypto career that I hopefully yeah. have one day just because I can see like, okay, this is how this market affects crypto kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, are you from America? Yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm gotcha. from the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, you're from <laughs> so the Midwest. Like, Same. Yeah. yeah. So I hopped over to the UK for a bit and then now I'm back here. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Midwest guy. So you're uh, yes. here, here to that. <laughs> we, we love it. Uh, I don't know if we actually love it, but we're, we're yeah, here. It's, we're it's here. good enough. We're trying to, <laughs> yeah. we're trying to, we're trying to make some of ourselves, I guess. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> but no, that's, no, that's really cool. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I knew a guy in high school that went overseas to uh, study, I think it was like something along the lines of like theater and in, mm-hmm. in London, just because of the rich history of theater that takes place, yeah. you know, cause you have like Shakespeare and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was like in theater. He was a big time theater guy, like in high school. So like that was the only time I ever knew someone going across the pond, in a sense, to go to school. Um, (laughs) But it's cool to it's cool to see you uh, talk about you know changing your life around this industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I guess you know it makes sense the way you go about it because if you really want to know more about DeFi, you kind of have to dig into centralized finance. now, the technical analysis side of things is obviously going to be different from the stock market in terms of like cryptocurrency and, and things of that nature. But there's still going to be a little bit of overlap because it's still the process of money, even though they say the money is fake. Although, is money even real? You know, that's that's yeah. a question you, you got to <laughs> ask yourself because we don't live by the gold standard anymore either. So, you mm-hmm. know, what what is real money? But like the thing, I guess, that's cool about um crypto is like you aren't too late like you're really not um yeah it has a lot of buzz it has a lot of hype but so did web 2 mm-hmm. in oh my god like what early 2010s or like yeah. late 2000s um <laughs> you know when when the dot-com bust happened you know that was a time where it, it sucked for the stock market and just for like people's finances but it was a time of innovation and growth too if you if you look at that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Web3 is still in its infancy. Like even if you think about it, it's only like Bitcoin's been around for like 10 years, but it was just Bitcoin. Now you yeah. have a whole ecosystem that was just created like maybe two years ago. Like mm-hmm. now you have crypto.com and like Gemini and you have like all these apps coming to fruition. It hasn't been around for that long. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's an industry where it's never too late. Like until it actually starts getting like, I don't I wouldn't say even the regulation standpoint, but like 10 years from now, crypto will be huge, but that's still 10 years away. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're still in the perfect time. So I guess like from a standpoint of like college and now like you're learning about, you know, finances and you're doing economics and things of that nature. Um, where do you know where you want to go in terms of like your career, your future in terms of like cryptocurrency? Um, I just, I know I want it to be in crypto. I feel like kind of once you get into the space, you kind of can't ever, ever get out of it just because of how just like fascinating it is. Like it's kind of all I do, all I think about. Right. So 
I would like eventually like want to like possibly like work for maybe like a protocol or something like that kind of doing like product ma- management for them. Okay. But kind of just flowing it around. I really do like like the media aspect of it too. That's something that like I am pretty passionate about just cuz I mean before like I switched majors and everything, I was a media major. Mm-hmm. So that was always kind of something I wanted to do. So I for sure kind of want to bring in like crypto and media and then just kind of working like with people in the space. Like I have a few jobs that like I've taken on just with like different protocols and DAOs and stuff like that. And it's just kind of, it's been really interesting to just see like how they run and how open everything is kind of like everything is extremely transparent when you're Mm -hmm. like working in a DAO because like that's the whole purpose of like crypto (laughs) like transparency so absolutely um so what i guess what projects are you into right now what projects are you excited for uh in terms of like whether it's investing whether it's staking um whether yeah like DAOs, uh pooling uh we'll get to nfts in a minute but i guess like in terms of like just ecosystem projects what are you into right now and i guess what are you excited for in the future Yeah. So one of the companies that like I've been kind of like doing work for, like I host one of their podcasts, they're known as Cryptex. And basically their concept is just like absolutely like brilliant. It's a coin and the coin represents like the total market cap of crypto. So I kind of look at at it as kind of like an index of crypto, which I think is like really cool. And they have like different things where you can stake and like pool everything. And then other than that, I've kind of been doing like, I mean, the market's obviously been a bit rocky at the moment (laughs) so i i had i have moved a lot of things into stables just to be safe for the time being yeah of course but other than that like having like liquidity provider positions i've also been doing just because that's kind of like a pretty safe way to like keep your assets safe so like right now like i have one running on ape in usdc and I'll, i'll earn the fees back in eth but i'll also like get ape which I'm pretty bullish on Ape, like, long-term. Like, I, there's no doubt in my mind that, like, it won't be, like, a top-10 coin. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Absolutely. No, I think with their uh, with their projects... Wait, sorry, I think your audio might have cut out. Can you hear me now? No. Okay, there we go. All okay. good now. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're yeah. good. You're good. Glad, glad to be heard. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, I do like Ape. Um mm-hmm. I think like with the board eight productions and or their NFTs and like their projects, I think it's going to be a whole ecosystem of its own. And I think it's going to be so well versed that mm-hmm. um, I don't blame you for investing in that. I uh, I'm also into stables, like I always got to be in stables. So really like Bitcoin, I'm always going to keep stuff in there because it's the first, like, I think you have to um, like people, there are some people that don't like Bitcoin because, oh, they're going to stop making a supply of it because, you know, it's going to manipulate the price and things. I get that. However, Bitcoin is going to be the first coin that you can transact. So, like, it's going to be necessary. So you might as well, in my opinion, and not financial advice, but my opinion, uh, if you have to transact with it, you might as well invest in it. So that's, that's just my that's just my thing. Um, but I also love uh, Terra because people are buying up Terra from like a Bitcoin perspective, uh, but also like Terra's utility down the line as well. Um, I also love uh, gaming coins. So like Vulcan Forged is uh, is one uh, where it's based around like metaverse gaming. 
uh, technologies. Uh, so I do like that because I think gaming is the future. Like it's a whole sport now. Like, that's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, when people talk about like getting hyped up about like metaverse and things, I'm more hyped up just about like play to earn games like as a whole, like not yeah. the metaverse stuff that Facebook wants to dip into, which <laughs> makes me even more like, I don't know. I, I try to stay away from anything Facebook's tapped into or Zuckerberg's yeah. tapped into. But um, yeah, yeah. the play to earn games, I think, is a unique concept. Um, so I'm big on Vulcan Forged uh, and Thor uh, as Thor Chain is another one that Rune? I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thor Chain um, is a big one. So I did Doge. That was how I first yeah. <laughs> got into crypto. Uh, I did Doge. I made my money off of that and then I got mm-hmm. out of it. Um, I even like looked in the Shiba hype and I never really got into the Shiba hype because that's what, that's what it is to me. Um, yeah, but yeah. So what was your first project that you got into that made you get into crypto? So mine was Doge. I was that guy, but what was yours? I'm kind of curious. Um, yeah. So I did. Sorry, my dogs are like freaking out. No worries, no worries. (laughs) So I did, like, I kind of did the same thing where, like, I made quite a, like, a bit of money off of Dogecoin. Yeah. Um, But then my first, like, big thing that, like, got me into the space was my first NFT, which was actually a Bored Ape Yacht Club Mm -hmm. NFT, (laughs) which I ended up selling (laughs) far too soon, which is fine. But, um, yeah, so I would say Dogecoin and then I would kind of I remember I had like a Coinbase account in high school and would do like on Coinbase you can kind of do these little like learn about crypto and you'll get five dollars in this random yeah, crypto. I did those so too. I do that and I'd have like random cryptos. But um yeah, Dogecoin was kind of like the first big one and then Ethereum, I think I bought well I had to buy Ethereum of course, but to buy the ape and then the board ape was my first NFT. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you got into Board 8. Yeah, yeah. That was my first NFT. I bought it for, I think, around like $400. Oh, my. That's pretty cheap. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was cheap. And then I sold it for, I think, like 5K. And at the time, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. You're excited. How far did it get up to? It, uh, I sold it at 5 ETH. And I sold it like in June. And then right after I sold it, it did the big run up to Mm -hmm. like 20 yeah so i mean do you get fomo from that ever oh all the time (laughs) well i get that yeah however um the one trick that i've learned to master i think or not even master yet but one thing i've learned in the back of my mind is not to get fomo because it's just one project and you have so many more projects there's going to be so many more board eight uh yacht clubs and there's going to be so many more opportunities in nfts and even mm-hmm. though there is kind of a lull right now um it's just weeding out the scammers it's weeding out yeah. the hackers it's it's weeding out the bots mm-hmm. um so i am just the key i always tell people that get fomo don't get fomo it's one project you're gonna have many yeah. more <laughs> and you should just be confident in your abilities that you can see these projects in advance and I guess my other question to you is, what do you recommend for people that are getting? So I guess now we're going to switch into NFTs. What uh, what are your NFT like strategies that you would recommend for people to find the best projects? Because clearly yeah. you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say just making sure like the team is good. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like the main aspect. Like after I sold my ape, I got into Cool Cats because I mean, the guy who created Cool Cats, his name is Klon, and he was creating the cat like figure for like 12 years. And so obviously if he's going to make an NFT project for it, like he's going to put a lot of work into it cuz he's been making this character forever. And so that project's kind of been a bit crazy recently, but yeah. I mean, I bought it like 0.04 and the floor now I believe is like nine or 10. And so I sold a bit like when it pumped like over the summer, but um, still holding a few just cause they're kind of like a blue chip now. And then just, I don't know. I think the team is just like the most important factor about an NFT because like it used to kind of be like, Oh, like, we're just buying like this silly JPEG, but now it's like, okay, you're buying this JPEG, but is the team going to do merch? Like, is the team going to make like a platform? Like, what is the team going to do? Like, are they going to do airdrops? Like, that's always like extremely important. And then also just seeing like what everybody's talking about. Like there was kind of like this phase a few months ago where like anime, anime NFTs were like quite popular. Like we had like Azuki's and then Lives of the Suna and then Murray's came out and then there's probably like a hundred others and those of course like pumped and then dumped and then pumped and then dumped (laughs) kind of like (laughs) finding those like finding like what everyone's talking about and then finding the projects that are kind of doing things that are similar but then always holding on to like the main project you know what i mean Yeah, yeah absolutely um i guess like do you use any so people talk about rarity tools you know and people talk about um scoping you know the the ecosystem through different websites do you use any certain websites or tools to help you with the your nft purchases um when i like do find like a good project that i like it's better always to get kind of like a rare one so i will like kind of like go on like rarity sniper and like try to find like the cheapest like rare one Mm -hmm. um but yeah i did use um I believe it's Parsec. I believe that's what it's called, but they kind of have this thing called like an NFT like fire hose. So it show you like all the NFTs that were like currently selling, like all like the NFT activity, but like it was all in one place. So it was really nice, <laughs> but I haven't really like messed with that anymore. But yeah, I think just kind of being on Twitter, I think is like the best tool because that's okay. just how like the NFT community is on Twitter. Like that's where they all talk. Right. So just kind of seeing what they're talking about kind of works out. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Twitter? Um, I <laughs> like some people I mean, hate like, it, some I, people love it. I mean, no, yeah, I, I have Twitter. I'm not uh-huh. the biggest Twitter user, and I know I should be better at it with NFTs, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you just navigate through just the toxic bullshit? Like, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> yeah, I think just like following good people. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. since I've been kind of like in this space for a while, and like I was on Twitter, like when I first got into the space. So I kind of have like a good like following list and then got added like to some group chats to like talk to people who are like are also in the space. So that was really helpful. But yeah, I don't know. I used to like, like a few years ago, like I used to never go on Twitter. And now it's like I'm constantly like scrolling through it, like crypto Twitter, like NFT Twitter, like just trying to like see what everybody's talking about. Gotcha. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I guess like from a standpoint of, you know, you're trying to make content and you're trying to like better yourself 
in crypto. Um, who are your people that you like to look at on social media in terms of uh, TikTok or uh, Instagram or just like regular everyday commentators? I know I listen to Crypto Weatherman. Um, Bare Naked Crypto actually followed me recently, which was kind of funny. Uh, and crypto, uh, so Blockchain Boy, I used to follow, not as much anymore. And then Crypto Mason, I did follow. I think, uh, I do think he tries to pump some projects that he gets paid to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I have sponsors for this podcast, mm -hmm. but I don't know how I'd feel if, you know, a project came up to me and has, and then I've like, I've promoted a project in the past um, for NFTs specifically, but that was just more, I wasn't actually paid to do it. It was really like, it was like a referral link. And if people signed up on this platform, I'd get tokens, but it wasn't really a lot where people get paid to post. So, yeah. I guess like what I'm trying to say is I think Crypto Mason has those opportunities. So I think mm -hmm. sometimes you can be a little biased. Um, yeah. So I guess long story <laughs> short or long question now made short is who do you follow for advice? Yeah. So there's not really one person I follow in particular. I kind of mm -hmm. look at like what everybody in the space is saying, but like, I really like Chico Crypto on YouTube. I think he does like a really good like overview of like the news in the market um, the Defiant, uh, Crypto Calio, he is on Twitter, but he kind of just like posts charts like of where he thinks like Bitcoin's going, like where's the market going. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I really like the Up Only podcast with uh, Kobe and Ledger. That's a really good podcast. They've mm -hmm. been kind of taking a break for it, but that's kind of what I like to kind of like go more in depth for different um, projects that like I'm interested in. But yeah, just kind of taking like my whole Twitter feed and I kind of just like use all the information and like see like what like the common denominator is between all of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was just curious because I know you create content, which I do enjoy your content. I think it's yeah. super helpful. Um, I guess to kind of switch more to a, a kind of more of a serious question, but I guess like as a, so as a girl in crypto, uh, I've seen posts where girls are like, you know, I feel like it's it's more male attent like males get more attention to cryptocurrency type of content, and girls have like, are there any other like women in NFTs or women in crypto that I can like follow or connect with and stuff? Do you feel like being, I guess, a woman in crypto? <clears throat> do you think it's somewhat hard to navigate in terms of finding like minded women, or do you think it's like? women are kind of pushed to the side in the industry? Yeah, I think it is a bit harder to find kind of like like-minded like people like in the space, but like luckily like I have found a few. Um, it's just a bit harder because like it is pretty much male dominated. <laughs> but I don't think like being like a female necessarily kind of like sets like me back from being in the space. Like I remember I saw like this Twitter post like maybe like a week ago, but it was this girl talking about how like she feels like she's not getting like the same opportunities in like Web3 and in crypto because she's a woman. And like it, it just doesn't really make sense to me because like crypto is all about like, like you can be completely anonymous like if you want to. Like no one's like holding you back from being anonymous <laughs> and kind of like like the whole like gender aspect of it. Like of course, like being a girl, like you will get like comments like i always get comments where it's like you don't actually know about crypto like your boyfriend probably taught you all about this like all this stuff and i'm like 
no (laughs) you know you didn't like i don't know what you mean like somehow i'm just really interested in it like i don't know why i am either but um yeah i don't know it is very much like i try to get like my friends involved in it and stuff like that but i do think it is kind of like different for females because of course like even like i had like the issue where like i'm very like emotional with my money and so Mm -hmm. like since the market's been going down i've been like a lot more stressed recently and then i talk to my friends and they're like you're too emotional with your money like like this is like a woman thing and i'm like i don't i would even say it's a woman (laughs) thing um I've, I was emotional with my money uh, in the past, yeah. and I've had to learn to master that technique of mm. not being so emotional and, and just doing the technical analysis and, and yeah. reading the numbers and, and reading the opportunities. Um, and when it goes down, just I think it's always just thinking like it will go back up eventually. If it's now oh, with yeah. crypto, it's a lot yeah. harder than stocks because stocks, they always, you, you know, give or take, they're, yeah. they're going to go up if it's like Apple or something. Yeah. Um, with this, it's harder because most projects will die out eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you really have to go for utility. Um, but yeah, I don't think emotion is just a, <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> no, just a woman yeah, thing. I, is, I can't believe that's a comment that you actually get. No, I have a few like guy friends. Like I took like, um, like one, I have like these like guy friends that like they're kind of like stock bros, like super into like futures trading and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Took them to an NFT event and then afterwards they're like, oh, we're going to all buy doodles. Like, I was like, yeah. And now like they're kind of like into crypto. I'm like, hmm, the right. tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I just always ask that, I think, because I think there is somewhat of a, a stereotype with uh, the crypto space right now yeah. in terms of, um, and I think it goes in both ends on like it is male dominated. And I think part of the issue is actually too is, um, it happens more with guys. I think they get slandered for talking mm-hmm. about crypto or mentioning crypto. I mean, I've I've seen like it's usually TikTok where I see this shit most of the time. But uh, it's like <laughs> girls will like say, "Oh, it's a red flag if he talks about crypto yeah. and stuff like <laughs> no, that." Yeah, it's um, a lot. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, like, I and, don't know. and a girl like stitched that video and goes, "Stop saying stuff like this because it." it hurts women in crypto more. And I'm like, I agree. Um, yeah. But I do think, yeah, two-way street, it's I. It just got to be better. And I think part of it is just like the engineering aspect. Uh, I think mm-hmm. women in engineering as a whole, uh, it's it's hard uh, because yeah. it's that's a male-dominated industry. So like mm-hmm. the people that create these projects are all engineers and engineers are still somewhat dominated by mm-hmm. like men. So um just got to be you know i think we just need to be more cognizant of the fact that there are just great minds alive yeah no matter no, what exactly yeah so but yeah no that's awesome um with uh like with nfts have you thought about starting your own nft project um so i actually did but it wasn't like anything huge i kind of like crocheted like a cool cat and like a doodle onto like canvas and kind of posted them on my open sea and i was like i'll ship it to you if you want it it'll be like a burnable nft but uh yeah no i don't know if i'll ever create my own nft project just because it is so much work it is a lot of work yeah yeah i'd always like i'd love to like join a team but i mean like 
I'm not an artist. Like, there's nothing really, like, I don't know how I would provide utility. <laughs> like, but maybe, maybe farther down the line, because uh, I don't know. I had a friend just come out. He made his own project today. Um, and so I've been kind of like watching him, like seeing how it's going. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've thought about it too. I think I would need my own team in terms yeah. of I would need a developer. I would need an artist. I would need. Mm-hmm this and that you know um i i will create a project eventually down the road when it's just a lot easier to navigate uh and i think it's going to be really cool in terms of like the industries that will get involved with nfts uh whether it's music art uh, i think book publishing and book writing will be an nft based concept um down the line as well i think in the near future I think, yeah, publishers, I don't think they see it right now, mm-hmm. but they eventually will. Because Gary V, um, I didn't know this, but he created an NFT for his book that he sold mm-hmm. recently. And he was supposed to be like a New York Times bestseller because he sold like, I can't remember how many NFTs he sold. I think he sold a million or so. Um, they didn't count it because it was like an NFT. So that was like mm-hmm. a a pre-sale or something. So they didn't count it in their records. Um, oh, yeah. So, and Gary was like, I don't care about that necessarily, <laughs> but um, it just goes to show that they're still behind and, and how these things, these processes are going to change due to mm-hmm. technological advances. So yeah, I guess I think uh, there's going to be a drawback for the next couple of years. And then, I think like it's going to push like really hard, like in in about 10 years and everything's going to develop. No, yeah, for sure. I think it's just, it's just funny because from an investing standpoint, it's like, oh my God, I'm late. That's if you look at like the lens in such a micro aspect. Like if you look at Mm -hmm. the macro of Web3, it's like, it's, it's, it is pretty big right now, but it's, it's, it's only got room to just get, massive <laughs> towards yeah, no for sure the end of the decade you know towards sure. 2030 so yeah. <laughs> i'm excited for that um i guess like you know in terms of like so you want to be a product manager where do you see your so you're obviously still like you said first year in college yes yeah so i mean you got a few years to go like would you see yourself working more in a startup situation in web three, or would you want to work for like a consensus or like one of the big companies that like initially created like either like Ethereum or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. project, or do you see yourself creating your own project? Um, once like you're obviously done with school, cause obviously you're still trying to learn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think it would be cool to like work for one of the big projects, of course. But if there is like a startup that like comes along and I'm like, oh, like this is a crazy good idea, then of course, like I'd love to go that route. But um, about creating my own project, I'm not completely sure. I have there is like a few ideas that like I've talked about with friends, but it is just I mean, like everything's so new. So it's kind of like hard to like figure out like what the next steps are to take so I've been kind of like trying to like flesh out like this idea that I have but yeah so maybe like farther down the line but I think it I think it would be pretty cool to kind of make your own thing yeah absolutely 
are you so with school are you just gonna do online classes or are you ever gonna go across to london yeah so the degree is all online so i've kind of just been like traveling um i was living in new york for like the past uh few months and then i'm back here and then i'm gonna head over and travel a little bit in europe and hang out with some friends nice cool yeah. um in terms of like lifelong or uh, connections you've made in web3 um how how did you like how have you initially connected with people and how have you grown those connections over time in terms of like, are you like, I know you said you mentioned being on a podcast, like mm -hmm. have you have any, has any opportunities grown within those connections through whatever source you've connected with people? I've connected mostly through TikTok. That's mm -hmm. my main method of connection. It's been, and it's been great for me to get guests like you and other people that are like-minded as well. So I'm yeah. curious, you know, what your strategy has been and how you've made connections. <clears throat> no, yeah. I feel like I've made, like, the most connections through, like, Twitter, of course, and then also Discord. Just kind of, like, by reaching out to people. Everybody is, like, pretty open because everyone is just trying to learn. So that's been really helpful. And then when I was in New York, I did go to, like, a few crypto events and met, like, other people there and kind of, like, got, like, different like jobs through them like got to learn some things and just kind of stuff like that cool nice <clears throat> yeah um I'm trying to think i guess like what um what is what is the main purpose of like your social media following and like where would you like to go with that or where would you like to grow that down the line yeah so i think it'd be cool just to like like i love like teaching people about crypto mm -hmm. especially people who like aren't in the space because i'll tell like my friends uh like just friends from like school about it and they'll be like what are you talking about and i'm like isn't that funny that like this happened like this guy like stole all this money like what is going on and they're like that's insane and i was like okay people don't really like talk about this on tiktok like a lot of the things on tiktok are kind of just like like all the crypto TikToks that like I saw before I kind of like got into like the crypto side of TikTok mm -hmm. were just like Doge to the moon, like like Shiba coin and like stuff like that. And I was like, I didn't, I've never really like seen people like talk about like what is happening in the space mm -hmm. and kind of like what like someone who is really like in the community, like what they're seeing like every day. Like I kind of just scroll through my Twitter feed and I'll be like, oh, like, someone tweeted this thread like let me read through it and then i'll be like oh this will be like a good tiktok or like <laughs> what's everyone talking about like everyone like a few days ago was talking about like um andre's like blog post so i like went through mm -hmm. it like looked it up on twitter like found like tweets correlating to it like did like some more research and then just made a tiktok just kind of things like as simple as that gotcha um do you find it hard to set aside time to post every day or is it pretty easy to work with your school schedule and stuff? Um, sometimes it can be a bit difficult. I do like to kind of like film ahead, but it is hard when my content is kind of like based on like what's happening in the moment. Yeah. Um, but usually like when I do find like a trend or like a, not a trend, like a topic that like people are talking about in the space, I'll just be like, okay, like I'll make it real quick. Like right now, like 10 minutes, like I'll just do it. And then like, I'll post it like, at like my peak posting times so i've kind of just mm -hmm. like been doing that and just like figuring it out cool all right yeah. uh 
I guess before splitting, uh, what advice would you give to people getting into Web3, people that want to post content, people that want to get into NFTs, create their own project, like, you know, even women that are trying to get into Web3, like just what's your advice to people? Yeah, I would say just don't be like scared about it. Like it did take me a while to like make my TikTok because I was like, oh, people are going to make fun of me. Like, I don't want to do this. And then I did it and like got into the group of it. And I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, this is fun. Like, I love reading the comments, like seeing what people are talking about. So in regards to content creation, just just do it. Like once you do it and like stick with it for like a month, like you'll be like, oh, like this is this is nice. Like I like this. And then in getting into crypto, I would just say like, with crypto and web three just talk to everybody like everybody is also trying to learn like just like like i dm like countless people i just dm them and i'm like hey like what do you think about this project and we'll just like talk and like stuff like that or i'll be like hey do you have like any tips about like this just everyone's like trying to help each other like Mm -hmm. no one is like out to get you you know what i mean and so that and then just Becoming, like, involved in the space, I think that's, like, the best way. And, of course, like, I do think, like, Twitter and Discord are, like, the best ways to do this. Right. Just by joining, like, just looking at, like, popular podcasts, like, going through, like, who, like, Kobe's following on Twitter, like, going through who, like, uh, Ledger is, like, interacting with, like, kind of stuff like that. Just, like, getting involved in, like, all aspects of it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you always got to start from somewhere. You know, I yeah. literally started on Robinhood, like investing yeah. through Dogecoin, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, also being able to uh, then figure out, all right, I need to get to Coinbase because Coinbase is actually a centralized exchange. And then I yeah. got to crypto.com and then I, um, you know, downloaded and got like, the phantom app and then i went to pancake swap after going yeah. to finance and then like you just kind of piece things together as you yeah. go like you can watch videos and get started up absolutely and i recommend people do that i recommend people just download i mean i don't use coinbase anymore but people just want to like get like a feeling into mm-hmm. all the coins and like get into their bios and descriptions download crypto.com or download coinbase and just like research the coins and then like yeah just make an investment on something simple like bitcoin ethereum like you know terra you know whatever it may be just a stable coin and then mm-hmm. really immerse yourself and figure out the bios of each one and then you can go to like a sushi swap or like a pancake swap or um the crypto.com DeFi wallet even and and like going to decentralized financial wallets or um yeah. financial exchanges and then going into those like coins that you never really would have heard of uh like on Coinbase or mm-hmm. or those centralized apps. So yeah. I just think it's a step by step progression. Um but yes, uh thank you for your time. I really do appreciate yeah, of course. it. And of course. I really do appreciate your content. I think it's very f- just thank like you. knowledgeable, you know, I think people <laughs> can get you. a lot out of it. Um, and I guess like what would be just like your last parting advice to, to just people like in general, like not even doesn't even have to be crypto related. What's like your last piece of advice to uh, the listeners? Um, just keep going and keep learning. <laughs> like that's like the best advice because like 
crypto can or just I mean everything but especially crypto can be very like overwhelming sometimes but if you just keep learning and keep using that information like it'll eventually be worth it in the long run right absolutely cool um yeah no I appreciate coming on thanks for everything yeah thank you for having me bye-bye bye Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, Aspen's socials are all the same. It's aspen.eth or aspen.eth for Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for those of you that use TikTok. So that interview was sponsored by VinoVest. So fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem historically is that it's been reserved for the ultra-wealthy. Well, VinoVest is, in is going to change that. <clears throat> so if you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in every industry. So I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying my investment portfolio with VinoVest. Because wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years. And guess how much the annualized return percentage is? It's 10.6%. <clears throat> Improving that the return can be as robust as your favorite red. So VinoVest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class people who evaluate, evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright, so you can either buy it, sell it, and even drink them whenever you want. So go to the show notes. I got the link there. It's zen.ai slash, I believe it's the weekly scoop. And you'll get two months of fee-free investing. So be sure to mention that the Weekly Scoop is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. All right, guys, keep winning life. Thank you so much for the support.